Welcome to Besties for the Resties. I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy. Join us each week as we gab about faith, friendship, and everything in between. Our goal is to make you laugh and leave you inspired. So stick around and let the laughs begin. Welcome back to episode 20 of Besties for the Resties. Oh yeah. Seriously though, 20 episodes. That's like 20 weeks. Yes. And thank you for everyone for sticking with us. My Lord, 20 episodes. And thank you to all of our new subscribers. We had like a literal jump from our Anissa episode. So to the 10 of you who are new, welcome to Besties for the Resties. We hope that you will enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy making it because it is, it's a fun little part of our week. And we do love doing it. I get so much enjoyment out of doing it. Makes me feel so important, you know, like, oh, I gotta go work on the podcast, you know? (laughs) (laughs) There there are 48 people that are are counting on me next week. (laughs) (laughs) They need me. (laughs) Hey, you know what? That may not seem like a lot, but that's a lot. That's a lot. If you think of that in terms of actual people, that's a lot. Yeah, that's like a, I mean, that could be like a small church. Hey, way to think about it. I was thinking like two classrooms full. Not that we're teaching anything, because let's be clear. (laughs) Yeah, we're literally just, you're just here to hear us rant about things, and I love it. You're just here to shoot from the hip. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, Candace, would you like to introduce our topic this week as you came up with it? Oh, yes. Um, so, this week we are talking about hiding from your problems. Ooh, hiding from your problems. I'll, I'll say it more like maturely. Hiding from your problems. Because <laughs> I, I am like notorious from hiding from my problems. So, um, I'm pretty sure we both are. <laughs> It's like, I'm a procrastinator, and that is not like, that's like, that's a whole thing in itself, but yeah, so, and I'm like a very hot mess most of the time, and I hate that about myself. I wish I could do better about that, but here we are. But here we are. This is who we are people. turn 30. Still a hot mess. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It makes us lovable, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Please, you're more together than I, you are together. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Hello. You know I have done the same thing. I, like, try not to. I try really hard not to. But sometimes, like, it's just, it's like that flesh nature. You know, to be like your sinful nature just wants to, like, avoid something rather than just fix it. Like, I feel like that's, like, basically, like, one of the first stories in the Bible is they mess up and then try and hide. You know what I mean? Hide, like, avoid yeah. it. Like, that's just what we do as humans. I think that's like, it's so sad that we still do that, like that we don't learn from that. It's a hard thing to do. I think we're getting better, but it is very hard to to break that cycle or habit. You know what I mean? Like, very hard. Extremely so. And so while I thought about, or how I thought about this topic was um, really centered around a children's book. <laughs> Um, that I was visiting my friend and she had like uh, this little children's book for her daughter and I, you know, started reading it 
and it was about this dragon and it's called no there's no such thing as a dragon and it's about this little little kid and they get like one day like a, a dragon just shows up at their home and the mom or he's like mom look it's a dragon it's a dragon and she's like no it's there's no dragon here and so like and so every time that she denies that there's a dragon the dragon gets bigger and bigger and bigger and like some point in the book <clears throat> he gets so big that like one foot flies out of a window and the other foot flies out of another window and his head like is like coming through the front door like out of the front door and then all of a sudden he has wings and he starts flying away and then finally like like, like their house is like flying in the sky and the mom is finally like oh like they're well, what do you know? There is a dragon in our house. And it's like, as soon as she like realizes that there's a dragon, like the dragon starts shrinking and he starts shrinking and he just goes all the way back to like the cute little dragon that he started out to be. And like, to me, that was like such a, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and it just, I don't know. I did like a little soul searching <laughs> like there. Cause I was like, oh my, cause like there are things. You know, in my life, and I'm sure in your life or whoever, that we just like deny those, and we don't want to talk about them, and we like to like, we, we like to hide them. And like Hannah said, like stuffers, you like to stuff things where you don't want to uh, talk about it or act like it's not there, but your problem is still gonna be there. Yes, like problems don't go away because you decide to say they don't exist anymore. Yeah. And, um, the, anyway, so there, so, I mean, you, like, like you have to talk about them. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like you, like you need to talk about them. Like God didn't mean for us to like hide our problems or our issues because like shining light on them is what they need to do. Like is what you need to do because once you do your, your big dragon that you're carrying around with you everywhere you're, you're going to get to where you can't fit in houses or, you know, it can't fit in houses with you. And if you just acknowledge it, look at it, assess it, it, you know, it kind of, and then I'm not necessarily go away, but if you have the Holy Ghost, like that's why we have the Holy Ghost, we can give those problems to God and he can take them. You know? And we're all human. So like, which means that we all got problems. We all got issues. Um, so if people had issues in the Bible days when they got to walk and talk with Jesus, you better believe you're going to have problems too, like, especially Preach. in today's world. But, um, I just wanted to like leave you with some skirt, not leave you, but like give some scriptures. Um, uh, I feel like a lot of like our problems because we don't want to deal with them. It kind of has something to do with fear because we're like, we're scared of them and we don't want to like deal with them because we don't want to. We yes. don't want to open up that can of worms, per se. But um, in Nehemiah 8 and 10, it says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, where you are having problems, like he, like the Lord is your strength. And um, Isaiah 41 and 10, uh, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then, um, and then another one, I'm pulling a Hannah. 
Uh, Exodus 15 and 2. Um, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has given me victory. Um, anyway, so it's really all about how we handle those problems um, and that we have to give them to the Lord. Like, God didn't mean for us to, you know, carry all of that and have all of that because, I mean, he doesn't want you to be weighed down. You know, he wants you to, you know, give it to him, let him have it. And, um, like, for example, <laughs> a, a problem that I recently ran into was um, I was in, I was driving home from Lufkin uh, the same day that I was visiting my friend Lufkin and I found that book. Uh, and I was driving home and I literally, which I think God was like preparing me for this podcast because <laughs> I could have like, I could have literally like died, but like I was driving home and all of a sudden my air pressure was like 20, it was like 26, 20, 18. <laughs> like, it just, and I was like, Oh my God, I'm losing air. It's like, I pull over and I'm like panicking. And it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And it's like, you have zero, zero uh, air in your tire. Like, oh my God, I'm like a princess, y'all. I do not, like, I do not. I don't have any tire whatsoever. And I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh, and my mom's at work, okay? I'm, I'm in Livingston by this point. And I panic. And I'm in the middle of absolutely mom. nowhere. That's so terrifying. Yes, and it was like at 1030 at night. You text me that day and you that night after it was done, you were like, I told you no, you should be so proud of me. I just changed my own tire. I'm like, yes, you go, girl. What a queen. And I'm like, oh my God. It is like eleven o'clock at night and she is by herself. Yeah. And like I uh I was like panicking and I was like, Oh my god, oh my god. So I call my mom and she's at work, like, what is she gonna do? In Beaumont. <laughs> And I'm like, Mom, I'm like, I, just, I have a butt tire. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm like panicking. And she's like, okay, okay, well, um, uh, well. Uh, and I was like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll handle it. And I hung up. And I just sat down in my car and I cried. And I was like, okay. As like, anyone would do in this situation. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's fine. What you're going to do is you're going to get out there. And you're gonna change a tire. <laughs> like, and so I like panicked and so I called like my cousin and I was like, Hey, I need you to come and help me change my tire And then he was like, Where are you at? And I was like, I'm in Livingston, just don't ask questions, just come And so he's like, Okay, I'm coming But like I could tell he was like, Oh, because by this time it was like ten forty five and so I was, and I was like, finally, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And finally I was like, no, absolutely not. So I was like, you're not going to be this damsel in distress. Like, you're going to have to even change that tire. So I call him, I'm like, never mind, I don't need you. We're good. I can do this by myself. And he's like, Candy, it's a tire. I'm like, I got this. It's fine. And I hung up. And so, um, which then again, I was like, because I thought of our recent podcast, but I don't like to ask for help. So I was like, I'm just going to ask him for help, <laughs> you know? And then it was like, but this time it was like, no, like I need to be a grown up and I need to handle this on my own. So I like, I watched a five minute video on how to change a tire. 
And then I like was like, okay, we have got this. We can do this. So I changed that sucker, and I was dirty from head to toe. Now I know why mechanics are like, you know, always filthy because my God. Um, and I was like, I changed it, and I was like, and after I did that, and I changed, I cranked my car up, got it on there, and like got it on put my car down and then I was like oh my god like I, I felt so powerful I'm gonna go out I was like I'm basically a mechanic move aside let me just like you know but and so but if I wouldn't have like changed my tire I would have been on the road still with a flat tire and you know so I mean I had to like face my problem so head on that is intense head on I mean I couldn't ignore that you know like <laughs> Couldn't ignore that big problem. Couldn't ignore that dragon because it was it was horrible. It was right there in your face. That is it wild. Really that like sends me into an anxiety attack. Literally yesterday, this is how bad I am with any kind of like working things mechanically. Like not even, not even like car mechanics, just like how things operate. Candy was like talking me up to like figure out how to open and close my stroller. I have kept my stroller open and like just in the rolling position for my daughter for like three months because I could not figure out how to open and close it. And I was like trying to find videos on YouTube, couldn't do it. I literally just had to sit there and finagle the thing and like cry and then I would pray and then try again. Like I am so bad with stuff like that. Like if I ever had to really change my tire, I would probably be there a million years. Like somebody I was would probably... like, Hannah, I was like, you had natural birth. You have given birth, like, the hardest thing in the world. And you can't just figure out a car seat. Candy can't do it. I was like, okay. First of all, it wasn't a car seat. It was a stroller, all right? I figured stroller, out car yeah, seats, car okay? Seat, <laughs> After avoiding that for months, too. But, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm so bad with that kind of stuff. Like, that kind of stuff, I will just, like, make it harder on myself because I don't want to learn how to do, do the thing that conveniences you. It's so dumb. Like, I remember in Japan one time, I was such a dot off. Okay, so I was trying to make a dry erase board and I was like, here's what I'm gonna do. I was like, I'm going to take paper. I was like, and then I'm going to meticulously tape, clear tape onto the paper on both sides and wrap it around. I was like, and I will have made a dry erase paper for the kids. And then, like, the head missionary, Brother Hosmer, who, like, loved to just, like, mock me endlessly, like, loved me, but, like, teased me relentlessly. And he's like, or hear me out. And he's like, you take the laminator out of the office and just laminate them. And I was like, you know, that could also work. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that. He was like, you think you've come up with the easiest way to do things. And he's like, and it is a thousand times harder than the yes. actual way that you could yeah. do it. And it's like, well, what can I say? I'm just full of life hacks, you know? <laughs> like, it's just how I roll. <laughs> so stupid. That is hysterical. I can't help it. I just, I am. I like make things, but it's like we make things harder on ourselves by not just learning how to do something or not just talking about something or facing something like that is so yeah. silly. You know what I mean? Like, it's so silly. Like, just say it. Like, say this is the problem. Say this is what's going on because you're you're doing an, an injustice to yourself and your mental health. Like, so I'll just give an example of <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> and uh, so this is horrible. I've told this a million times though, so I'm like, no shame in this. 
because I mean it is shameful. But um, we were, I was talking to mom about recording this podcast. I was like, I think I'm going to talk about whenever I failed that class, and she's like, mm, Yeah, when you lied about it and hit it for months and months. And I was like, Been a full <laughs> decade since that happened. Good to know you're over it, Rob. But yeah, so <laughs> basically, I was taking this government class. With the most boring teacher in the world. This lady, oh my word, she was such a boring teacher. Like, I hate to be that person. Like, I really, I feel like I can power through a lot. But like, this, this, this entire class, like we all hated it. We were all not failing, but barely passing it. Like, we all got graded on curves because it would be like 30 kids that all failed this woman's teaching. So, but it's still on me. And she gave opportunities. She's like, if you see your grades are down, you can write a paper to make your grade better. And I was like, you know what? I'll just write a paper. I'll write a paper. And then I never wrote the paper because uh, not a good reason. There's not a good reason for why I didn't write the paper. So I just thought I was fine. You're like, we're fine. We're cool. I get the grades and I, I'm like, Ugh. like I have an F. I never made an F in anything. So first of all, just as like an all around like normal goody two shoes smarty pants, I was mortified, like absolutely mortified. And so my mom's like, well, what grades did you make? And I'm like, huh? And what's funny is Candy went to college with me the day I found out. Do you remember this? Like we were walking. Yes. And yes. I was like, I failed the government class. And she was like, <gasps> and I was like, I can't tell my parents, Candy. And she was like, Hannah, no, don't do this to me. Don't tell me right now that you failed. Don't make me hold on to this weight of this lie. And I was like, I cannot tell my mom and dad I, I failed this class. Like, they're paying for college. And you can't tell my mom. And Aunt Robin can, like, read me, like, a fine book. And I was like, Hannah, no, God, she's going to have something wrong. Like, please, please tell her. I was like, no, I can't. I can't tell them. So they did not ever check my grades. Like they just went off. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm. I was like, I didn't do great. I made a C. I was like, so I made like a seventy-five. I'm sorry, I let you down. So it was like I was not completely like. I think that made me feel a little bit better. Like, well, I wasn't saying I got an A. So, but like the thing about me is like when I lie, it had me really it had me panicked. So. I like the whole day I'm just like crying 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 and my mom is like really banking on how furious my father's gonna be because let me tell you me and my dad have had some real rows like he's not like a he doesn't get angry a lot but when he does get angry let me tell you it is a scary thing like it's very scary but um and usually it's for reasons like he has an absolute reason to be as angry as it's not like he's yeah. like a, he gets angry for no reason it's like I've done something very stupid so I am like pins and needles the whole day. My dad finally gets home from work and I literally, I shoot out that door, probably like a chicken. If you've ever seen a chicken run, that's about what I looked like. Just like, like out the door. I run out the door and I'm like, dad, I failed a class and I lied about, like, I just like blurted it all out in like one big teary angsty mess. Like I failed this government class and I told mom and you I passed it, but I didn't pass it. I wasted your money. Like I lied about it for months and this has been killing me. Like I can't take it anymore. I'm so sorry. Like I've let you down. Like I know that I deserve the worst punishment. If you don't want to pay for my college anymore, like I'm like full stop. I really think like hey, they're never going to pay for another class. I know mom never wanted to pay for another class. Like I love her with my whole heart, but she was done. Like cut the cord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick her out. Yeah, <laughs> We're done. No, she wouldn't have been that bad, but she would have like no, wanted to work saying. a little harder for what I had done since I had wasted yeah. that money. So dad goes, okay, well, 
don't do it again. Like he doesn't rate, like he doesn't get upset. There's not a flicker of emotion on his face and he probably felt it, but he just did not even, didn't even get mad. And he was like, are you ever going to fail another class? And I was like, no. And he's like, and if you do, are you going to lie about it? And I was like, no. And he's like, okay, then we're good. And he's like, man, he's like, you are torn up. He's like, it's okay. So like we walk in the door and I'm like, Ugh, like just relief. And my mom's like, well, did she tell you? And she's got her arm crossed. She's so just furious. Oh, did she tell you what she did? And he's like, yeah, she told me. He's like, and we've discussed it. She's never going to do it again. And so she's like, and, and what's going to happen? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, and she's not going to do it again. So we're just not going to, we're not going to talk about it. And she was like, we're not going to talk about the fact that she lied to us for months and wasted your money and failed a class. And she was like, by being lazy, we're just not going to talk about it. Like he was like, Robin, he was like, look at her. She has disciplined herself. That's what he said. He was like, she has punished herself for months. Look at her right now. He was like, just let the girl, like not let the girl go. He's like, but she's learned her lesson. So, my mom was like, she's still, as <laughs> 10 years later, she's still like, mm, like, can't believe you did it. But honestly, that was like the first time really, truly, I like got a super big moment where I realized the impact of mercy. Like, you know, we talk about mercy and it's like, not that I was like ever perfect, but I was kind of a goody two shoes. I didn't do a lot of dumb stuff. I usually confessed immediately when I did like. I was just the kind of, like, I was, as a kid, not that I was perfect, but I tried so hard to be a good girl, finger quotes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wanted to do everything right. So, it was like, really, this was my first example, I think, of, like, really messing up and making a huge mistake and just seeing my dad just forgive me that fast. Like, I'd wasted his money. I'd lied to him. You know, like, so many things stacked up against me. Like, my mom was right, really. Like, I deserve to be punished. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. my dad just was like, he pardoned me right there on the spot. And I will say this, it worked because he did. He still paid for my college. He paid for me to go to Bible college. And I was the salutatorian, not, like, to, like, toot my own horn or anything. But it was like, I specifically, when I found out I had a chance to be the salutatorian, like, I had been doing good, like, working hard because I never wanted to do that to my dad again. But when I found out I had a chance to do that, I literally was like, I want to do this just to show my dad. Like, It made me really realize, like, the power of just facing something. Like, I had let that torment me for, like, almost a year. Like, I had just been in agony every single night, like, having anxiety attacks. And just, like, carrying this weight of shame and guilt. Because I wouldn't just fess up to something I messed up. You know what I mean? Like... I didn't just say like, hey, this is what I've done. And I caused myself so much mental agony that could have been avoided with a simple, hard conversation. And it's like, don't avoid hard conversations because they're just going to get harder. Like, it's just going to be a harder conversation yeah. later on down the road. Like, you can avoid something for 10 years, but let me tell you, a decade later, the wounds are much more layered and much more nuanced and much more painful. You know what I mean? Like... Uh -huh. And yeah. you just, you don't know what you're doing. Like, you are you have a chance to see, like, either mercy or sometimes judgment. But whatever happens, like, God's goodness is in it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just need to, you just need to be brave. It's hard. You know what I mean? Like, 
It's hard to have those conversations. It's hard to face your problems, but it's so much better for you to face your problems than to run from them because you cannot outrun a problem. You can't. No. Like, you're never going to outrun it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do it. So, it's just important that and, we... Uh, and, like, another example, which I feel like we're just telling funny stories, but, like, we did, like, learn something from yes, them. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, like, um, kind of tag on what Hannah was saying, like, I also went to Bible college. Oh, God. <laughs> and I wasn't going to tell it, but it is funny, and so we're going to do it. Oh, so, God, Candy. Um... Anyway, but like I like me, I went to Bible college as well, and they tell you like because our, our like because our payments on it are like you know so many payments you know yeah like you can't do de- like you can't go into debt like you can't do student loans like you have to pay it every week yeah. or every month like they want you to leave debt free like it's hard yeah. but it is a good thing because they don't want you to have yeah. racked up debt no and so you pay it month actually two, twice a month you pay it on the first. And on the 15th, even at point. But then, cause, because you're graduating, they were like, okay, like, you know, the, your your last payment since you're going on the cruise, because we were going on a cruise, they're like, you have to pay this, you know, you have, you have like two payments of like, or no, you have a payment of $600 and boom, that's it. And we were like, I was like, okay. And they're like, you know, just remember you have it that way. And, 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 and that reminds you of it. Like, don't forget it, you know. Like, be cautious, make sure you pay it, save, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm fine, I got this, we're good. So, I'm living up my best life, going on a cruise, and I forget about it. Like, I forget off about the payment. Uh-huh. I said, you're off in Jamaica? Yeah, I'm off in Jamaica, having the best time of my life. Actually, no, it was scary. But anyway, um, but we're, like, just living our best life, and then we get back, and uh, it's like graduation day and I have forgotten all about this and it's like graduation day and like Hannah receives a call. <laughs> okay. First of all, you avoided calls. Don't even get that way. You've been like ignoring the calls. Did I ignore them? Yes. You, you, cause we were going to lunch. We were going to Tokyo to celebrate oh, yes, the fact okay. that Candy was graduating. And so she's like, oh, we'll take it later. Oh, we'll take it later. Like She keeps, like, sending the call to voicemail. And I work at the college, okay? I'm, a, I'm like, the academic, the academic secretary, like, and something else. But just that's, like, the main part of what I'm doing at that moment. So we're about to head to Tokyo. Life is good. And I'm like, oh, my boss is calling me. Let me just answer this real quick before we go in case he wants me to do something and he has the most like I thought I was about to get fired he was like Hannah um I need to talk to you for a moment and I was like "Uh uh-huh and he's like I know that Candy is a very dear friend to you and as soon as he said Candy my whole face I just like white I was like "Uh uh-huh yeah Candy and he's like I know she wants to graduate but we cannot let her graduate if she has not paid the final payment, she cannot walk across the stage. So if you could please have her call me, that would be great. Like, please have her call us. And I was like, um, I was like, hi, I'll, I'll try and let her know. I'll try and let her know. Because I was just like so sick. Like, you know, whenever your heart is just like, your heart is like in your lower area. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you are, like it's at your kneecaps. 
And I was like, I'll let her know. And so, like, she's heard it all. And, like, she's pale. I'm pale. My mom is there. Like, because my mom and my, her mom were coming into town. And we're like, oh. And what does Candy do? She's like, so should we go to Tokyo? <laughs> Mom. Running from a <laughs> and mom's like, sure, let's go to Tokyo. Like, we're just like, oh, God. I know. Oh, God. So I finally call him back after Tokyo, after I live it up. Can we get a and little bit of hibachi? Obviously, they're like, okay, like, you can pay on it. We'll let you walk, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, if I would have just, like, no, answered the phone. I don't know. And it was like, I mean, the Lord really helped me. It was like, you know, he just got me out of it. Like, I mean, I still had to pay it, but if you just like, don't run from it and like, yes. the Lord calls, <laughs> like answer the phone. Like, I mean, it, it hurts and it like stinks right then, but like, just do it. <laughs> you Honestly, know? like money, that is such a real thing. Like you just have to talk about it. like me and Augustine, I will never forget that. Like when we had to go to counseling for marriage counseling, we had a whole session on money. And it's such an awkward thing, like talking about finances. I'm so sorry for the noises. My daughter is awake now, so bear with us. <laughs> Fallon smacking the table as a guest star. This conversation about money, like we had to write down, and it was like we had to write things down um, basically like individually, and we could not show each other beforehand. So it was like, how do you think money should be spent? So I'm thinking this is like fun money, like what you do for fun. And so I write down, you know, clothes, like self-care stuff, uh, books, movies, music. Like that's what I think money should be spent on. So he reads his first and he's like, I think, he's like, I think money should be spent on tithes and offering. I'm like, oh God, right off the bat. I'm like, oh. And he's like, and it should be spent on bills next, and then necessities, and then anything fun. And he's like, what about you? And I was like, I'm just going to go to the bedroom real quick and do a little revision to this. Like, I was so embarrassed. He's like, no, no, no. You got to do it as is. He's like, I think money should be spent on tithes and offering. I'm like, oh, God, right off the bat. I'm like, oh. And he's like, and it should be spent on bills next, and then necessities, and then anything fun and he's like what about you and i was like i'm just gonna go to the bedroom real quick and do a little revision to this like i was so embarrassed he's like no no no, you gotta do it as is like clothes like self-care items and i was like well those are kind of necessities i was like i didn't know we meant like i was thinking like after bills and stuff and he was like uh-huh like not buying it but like i remember the guy who our, our marriage counselor brother hoffman not the guy he was like you guys have got to just talk about it. Like, don't let it get ugly. Because if you wait and avoid it, like, it's just going to get worse. And honestly, I'm so thankful we did that. Because, like, yeah, we do have rows about the finances. But we don't let it get, like... I mean, sometimes it gets brutal. But we talk about it. We have the hard conversation. Even when we don't want to. Because we know we need to. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're so much stronger after. So it, it's worth it. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, maybe your problem is a money thing. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen that Confessions of a Shopaholic. Such a good show. <laughs> but, like, it really does have such a good meaning. Like, because it really, like, well, actually, the, I think the book does this. The, the movie kind of makes it like a villain. But, like, in the book, 
Like she's constantly avoiding this credit card guy. Like she doesn't want to talk. In this book, like she is always avoiding the calls of her, like the person assigned to her credit card case because she owes so much money. And then it's like finally at the end of it, she answers the call and it's like this sweet old man who's literally trying to work with her to fix this. And that's what's so funny is like, She's thinking of this guy as the big bad wolf, and it's like, he's not. He's just trying to do his job and trying to help her to fix this. You know what I mean? Like, the people that work for those credit card companies, like, yes, they, they want to make sure that you're paying, but they also, they want to help you get out of that situation. You know what I mean? And it's like, we avoid, we avoid it because we're worried to talk about it. You know what I mean? Which is the only reason why I never got a credit card, because I knew I would be just like that girl. I'd be like, charge it, <laughs> charge it, I'll pay it later. So, that is like one good thing. Like, I remember whenever me and Augustine showed each other our bank accounts, I had $60 in my savings account, and I was 25 years old. And he was like, you have $60 in your savings account? And he was like, $60. He's like, you're 25 years old. And I was like, yes, and I have been working for the Lord, so how dare you? Which really, like, <laughs> you don't make no money doing that. Like, I was the broker than smoke 24-7, because you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you get paid for it. But really, like... Let's be real. Even if I'd had a good job, I'd have had $60 in my savings account because back then I was so bad with money. But, like, I'm thankful for that because Augustine and me have, like, learned and I've gotten much better with money. You know what I mean? Like, you just... If you learn to quit being, like, afraid of problems and just facing them, like, you'll be amazed at the difference in your quality of life and your mental health because it helps so much. Like... Just to face it, like, yeah, the problem is still there, but you have a plan of action or you've discussed it so you know what you're going to do. And it's not this big, scary unknown. Because to me, it's like whenever you don't make a decision on it, it's like you're blocking your future. Like, you can't see a clear, you know, like, no, we can't tell the future, but it's like you're not going to have peace because you're not going to, you're going to feel like everything is a big question mark. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Better if you just face your problems. I don't yes. know why we got on money, because, I mean, it's not like we're no finances expert here. <laughs> well, no, I just think, I mean, I, don't, I mean, but that could be anything. Like, I mean, money oh, yeah. is a problem, yes, but, like, I mean, it could be, like, spiritual problem. It could be a, you know, just yes. a problem in, in money or, you know, just, it's anything. Like, you're, I mean, your little dragon could be whatever, whatever you, you know, what, like, whatever it is that you are having a problem with. So true. You know? And it could be a family issue. Like, man, that is such a real thing. Like, don't avoid hard conversations with your family because all you're doing is doing a disservice to your family and making it awkward. Like, just talk about it. Work through it because, like, you're going to regret messing up a family situation. You know what I mean? Because it will. Like, if yeah. stuff festers, it's like if there's a big issue that you're hiding, then it's like little stuff will start to become a problem because it's like, that can't be stay hidden. You know what I mean? Like that resentment or that bitterness or whatever it is, is going to bubble up in other areas. You know what I mean? Like it just makes more sense to just get it over with. You know what I mean? And I'm saying that as a, I come from a family of stuffers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just never Definitely think about no this one. again. Like, let's never discuss it ever and again. I, okay. <laughs> I am that way with people. I am not that way with, I want to talk about it. I want us to work through it. I don't like that. I don't like feeling that way with people. Now, with other things, yes. Sometimes I will like the like my school bill or, you know, just stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm not good with. 
but like or probably like me like like just like situations with me personally like inside I, I may do that but like people I'm like that is one thing that I'm like let's talk about it, let's talk about it let's talk about it you know yes it just helps so much I feel like we have gotten better I know I, I try really hard not to let myself avoid hard conversations because it just makes it harder for you in the long run, you know? And it's like, I think we're all so afraid to talk about our problems. But I know there's this quote that says, like, if everyone threw their problems in the middle of the room, everybody would go back and pick up the problem they had originally. You know what I mean? It's like, because everyone's going to yeah. be like, yeesh, like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I'll just deal with my little crazy over here, you know? Like, I thought, yeah, I thought my problem was bad, you yeah. know, like. But it's like, it's just a testament to like, whatever you have going on, like God has given you the ability to face it. You know what I mean? Like maybe you couldn't face what someone else is going through, but you can face the problems that God not has given you, but has allowed to happen. You know what I mean? Because sometimes God does allow things to happen in your life to teach you and help you to learn and grow. And I will say that like, God has helped me to learn and grow through moments whenever I was a failure at that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just have to, like, face your problems and be willing to learn from them. I think that's the thing. Like, don't be afraid to admit that you've had problems with stuff as long as you're working towards fixing that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the key is, like, working to do better every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even the Bible says, like, he's not going to put on you more than you can bear. Yes. You know? And, like, and, 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 and I think you said it before. Like, oh, God, I can't handle it. And then, like, something else gets thrown at you, and you're like, oh, wait, I can. You know, like. Yes. And it's like, you know, you just have to. I mean, God knows, though. God knows your breaking point. He knows that. And you just need to, I don't know, like, give it to him. Because I'm sorry, whatever problem it is or whatever, it's not worth, like, it's not worth your stress. It's not worth your worry because god didn't make us to worry you know so no, he didn't if you would just like give it to god i mean if, if if it's a spiritual issue if it's something like you know you know something that 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 is your you know like like you personally like then give it to god or whether it be like relationships are broken or whatever it is like you know god you know just give it to god and let him fix it because he can do a way better thing of it than we can you know? Yes, he can. And don't be like, I know we've had a whole episode on asking for help, but don't be afraid to like ask someone, maybe just to keep you accountable, not to face like a problem. Like maybe if it's a sin issue, ask a pastor or a friend, keep me accountable that I don't go back to this habit. You know what I mean? Like if you struggle with smoking or drinking, or maybe it's watching pornography, cause that's a real problem that people have. And it's like, I know that's a sensitive word, but like, that's a real thing people struggle with. Like men and women, both like that's been proven in this day and age. And it's like, if you're struggling with something like that, like have an accountability partner to help you to do better. You know what I mean? Like don't avoid that problem because it's like releasing a world of hurt into your life. Uh -huh. So it's just, there's nothing wrong with asking for help and there's nothing wrong with messing up. I mean, like it's not great obviously to make mistakes, whether they be big or small. But what's bad is to make a mistake and then avoid it and not talk about it. You know what I mean? Like. And just saying you're sorry. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes we are the one that makes the mistake. You know what I mean? You're the hero. Sometimes you're the victim. Sometimes you're the villain. Like, and you just got to, like, learn to move past each one of those roles. If you are, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you are the villain or whatever, just apologize. 
Yes. You know, like, um, don't be afraid to be like, I'm sorry. Because that person, if, you know, if they have the Holy Ghost and they are, you know, then they will be like, it's okay, let's just pick up here, you know? Or let's just or, or, or let's just do here, you know? Yeah. And even if they don't, you've still done your part because God does require that yes. of us. Like, that's part of repentance. Like, repentance is a four-part process. And one of the steps of that, like, I think the third step is restitution. So, it's like going to a person, at, like, asking forgiveness and trying to make it right if you can. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Doing your best to make it right. You know what I mean? Like, if you stole something, try and pay them back. Try. You know what I mean? Like, if you lied about something, try and write that lie and tell them the truth. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to try to do better, you know? Yes. So, learn from us. <laughs> Don't. Yes. <laughs> Don't do what we've done. Yeah. Except for the tire thing. That is one moment where I shine. Yes, she shined. What a boss. What a babe. What a queen. I literally, I have never been more proud of her than in that moment. Like, I was about to go to sleep and, like, sat up and, like, fully texted her 18,000 gifts. I would have called her, but I was in bed and my husband and child were asleep. But I was so proud of Candy (laughs) for that. It's I was real. so proud of for that. There's the, I was like, oh my God. That's what I told uh, my friend Christina too. I was like, dude, you're in good hands. If we ever go anywhere. Like, I got you. I, like, my biggest fear, like, oh my God, like, what if we have a flat tire? What are we going to do? Candy's going to fix it. That's what we're going to do. <sighs> Get on her level. Get on her level. <laughs> it's real. It's a real thing. It is. That's real. Candy can fix a tire. I'm sorry. I'm basically a mechanic. So any, any, <laughs> any, if you want any mechanical advice, just give me a holler. <laughs> Her specialty is leaving the light on, and if it makes a sound, turn the radio up higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it makes like a weird sound, just keep that radio up. It'll, it'll, it, it basically fixes itself. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I remember my dad was like, Hannah, your check engine light is on. I'm like, I'm and he was just like literally that is what like when i started working for the right (laughs) i had like a check engine light on ever ever since i had the car kind of and my boss was like like your check engine lights on and i'm like oh my god it's been on like it's been on for forever like even since i've had this car he was like that's not good and i was like and it's fine and he's like oh my god we're taking it in. Like, well, we're just going to get it checked out. I was like, but there's no need to. It's everything's fine. It's basically but, a suggestion. Yes. And also, I know if, it, hey, if that uh, gas light comes on, you need gas. So, you know, <laughs> you're welcome. That is for free. <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like I'm overdoing it. It's fine. No, no. I think we're great. Honestly, I feel like we are really helping so many people talking about (laughs) avoiding problems. Well, we're trying to help you not to do that. Like, as funny, these stories are hilarious, but in the moment, they were not funny. They were horrifying. No, I like, and if all you got to do is just cry, just cry, and then be, and put your big girl panties on, or we do have men that listen, so your your big boy pants, and just get it done, or just handle it, like, handle it like a... Like a boss babe, or you know, just do it. Just don't, you know, you don't have to 
carry that alone. You know, just give it to God or just take or just take care of it. If it's a flat tire, just for for fun, you know, just like I cried and then I got over it and I, and I handled it. You know, cried and that could change it for any situation. You know, like if it's a problem, just do it and get it done. Yes. Well. I think that about wraps it up for this week. Candy, do you have anything else to say? I don't. I think we've said a lot. Well, blessings, everyone. Hope that you guys face whatever problems you have this week. Because just know, no matter how big the problem is, your God is bigger. Yes. And you can do it. So, until next time. Well, that's a wrap on this week's show. We hope you tune in again next Thursday. Until next time, I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy. And we are besties for the resties.